every time I am at a convention or a conference, Jared Kwan is there. And if you've ever been to a nerdy convention or a writing conference here in Utah, chances are Jared's fingers have been involved and he has been pulling strings behind the scenes. He is a master of networking. And every time I talk to him, it is such a joy. Jared, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you so much. I've always enjoyed working with you over the years. It's It's been exciting to see what's what's happened as well. <laughs> so who are you, Jared? What is your story? Boy, that is such a great question. Well, you know, born in the dark mists, I come out, you know, with my thieves clothes. No, so <laughs> for me, it's kind of fun being a, an event organizer, doing stuff from behind the scenes. And this is one of the things I love to live by is my, is my truth, right? If people don't know anything went wrong, then I did it right, right? Because <laughs> I guarantee something has gone wrong and sometimes catastrophically at all of these different events and venues. And if we can make it so people are like, I didn't notice anything. Everything was awesome. I'm like, yes, did it. That is a successful sleight of hand role in which you have expertise. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I first met you when I moved to Utah about six years ago and became involved with the League of Utah Writers. And at the time, you were you were the president, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. And you were a tremendous... about the League. Yeah. The, so the League of Utah Writers turns 88 this year, which is crazy to think about. Established back in 1935. And every year it's had a conference. Every year it's had its writing conference and its contests, and it's got 33 chapters all over the state of Utah to help people develop their writing. So it's, it's like a true fighter's guild, right? Like it helps train everybody up wherever you're at, whatever your skill level to get you ready for the battle with the, the publishing industry or indie <laughs> publishing, depending on what, what kind of quest you really want to take on out there. Very cool. Very cool. And there's been a huge amount of growth in the last 10 years with the League of Utah Writers, and it's transformed a lot. What's changed? Why, why are more people joining than ever before? I think the League of Utah Writers was the worst kept secret. Like it was one of those things where it had always existed. It had always been there, but people didn't know about it to go join it and, and become a part of it. And what's been great is over the last 10 years, it's established this, these tremendous partnerships with groups like LTUE or Storymakers or, or FanX, you know, to get out there and, and participate more in the community, as well as developed its role further by reestablishing things like Utah Authors Day with the Utah state governor. So it's, it started to play a larger role in the state and worked so, many, so well with other organizations. Okay. How did you get involved? What was your rise to power? <laughs> yeah, this is a great story. It's probably my favorite story. So when I, I had gone to FanX and this guy had told me, hey, you need to check out the League of Utah Writers. And I was like, okay, I'd never heard of them before. So I looked up online, joined the chapter. So I go to my first meeting. I'm sitting in the back of the room, just like everybody else would. This is my first meeting. And I know it's weird to think of me as like a super introvert, shy person, especially if you know me now. People are like, what? Yeah, I was just in the back of the room. You and me both. <laughs> right? So we're, we're, I'm, I'm back there, and the, the president stands up in front of the chapter. Well, she was the vice president. She's like, hey, the president had to step down due to health issues. I need to take over, but I need a vice president to help with the chapter. 
And I looked around the room and said, well, good luck to whoever that is. That's going to be tremendous. And, and about halfway into the meeting, it just kept kind of tugging at the back of my mind, like, hey, you know, this might be a, a, a tremendous opportunity to step outside my comfort zone and give back to the community. It's something that I've been desiring, but hadn't figured out great paths to do so. So I texted my wife and said, hey, I just joined the Utah or the West Jordan Arts Council as the second assistant to the literary, literary chair, which is the person who sits in the back of the room and nods their heads and sets up chairs for events. But I'm like, yeah, I joined that organization. We've got five kids, right? Three of them are autistic. One's got medical issues. I, I definitely don't have time to be a chapter vice president, right? And she texts me like immediately right back and says, this is exactly what we talked about. I'm like, oh, that's no. not what I wanted for you to say. But I'm like, okay, fine. I, I'll, I'll step up. So I emailed the, the chapter president. I just said, hey, if nobody else, you know, volunteers for the vice presidency, I would love to be considered. And I attached my LinkedIn link in there. And when the meeting ends, I remember this. Her name was Eliza Crosby. She stood up and ran across the room. She's like, you're our new vice president. And I'm like, you don't even know who I am. Like, this is literally my first meeting. <laughs> the only reason she knows what I look like is because I had attached my LinkedIn uh, profile, which has you know my face on it. I'm like, <laughs> not mean for that to happen. A and fatal said, mistake. Seriously, <laughs> right? So, so I said, you know, like other people had to have like offered to volunteer. And they said, yeah, if nobody else stepped up, but nobody sent a resume. And I'm like, oh, shoot, LinkedIn double burned me. <laughs> no, LinkedIn. Right? And so that was my intro into the League of Utah Writers was on my very first meeting, volunteering to be the vice president of the chapter of, of the, the Ochre chapter of the League of Utah Writers. But that's where that, only in that position could I have done what happened next. And that's where I discovered that the Arts Council wanted to put on a big event, but didn't have a lot of volunteers. And they had funding. And the League of Utah Writers chapter didn't have any funding, but had a ton of volunteers and wanted to put on an event. And I'm like, hey, do you know each other exist? They met in the same building, by the way. And uh, <laughs> they did not. They did not know each other existed or that they had the same exact goal. And I was able to, to connect them. And we put on the, 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 uh, the Spring in the Books which was a tremendous event in West Jordan. And that, that gave me the rise, the recognition to where the rest of the league's like, hey, who is this guy? I think maybe we should have him do more things like this. Okay. And then how long was it before you became president? Yeah, it was like six months. So, <laughs> <laughs> Of course, of course. <laughs> so, and that's another great story. So, I, I put on Spring in the Books. It was very successful. Everybody's excited. I attend. I volunteer for all these other events. I go to LTUE. I go to Storymakers just to volunteer. And I get an email from the president of the League of Utah Writers that says, you've been so dynamic and active in the community. You've successfully put on events. She said, hey, would you consider you know, being president of the League of Utah Writers? It, it means a lot. meant a lot to her. It was Amanda Lazader tremendous author and leader. And on that email, I remember reading it like two or three times. And I was like, shocked. I'm like, whoa, I'm like, so brand new to the league. So I typed out this fancy email that says, Hey, no, thanks. I'm really busy. I'm a chapter vice president. <laughs> I've got 
five kids. All the same excuses I texted my wife, I just added one more thing. And like a good writer, I knew I needed it to be edited before I sent it. So I asked my wife, I'm like, hey, can you just look over this before I send this? That burned you the first time. It did. And I didn't learn. I did not learn. So she sat down to edit and I went to go get a drink and I came back and she goes, yeah, I, I, I updated a few things and, and sent it off. And so <laughs> she sent it for you. She did. And, and I'm like, okay, well, let me see as, as any author, let me see what was changed. So I opened it up and it's a, yes, I would love to absolutely be the president <laughs> of the league of Utah writers. <laughs> I'm like, wait, <laughs> seriously, seriously. So if anything, my, my wife's the secret mastermind behind my rise to, to, to power, if you will, to, to getting behind all these different things. But that also gave me an extra level of courage, right? I knew she had my back. I knew that she really wanted, she was passionate about me being successful in these different areas. So as I jumped into the League of Utah Writers Leadership, I'm like, okay, I was so extra confident and less nervous because I knew if anything, at least at the end of the day, my wife will love me. <laughs> <laughs> and the events that I saw you put on were fantastic. I, I went to Quill's conference when I first moved to Utah, and I guess it was just the League of Utah Writers Conference back then before the rebrand when it became Quill's conference. Yep. But yeah, I loved it. I learned so much. I started volunteering and because I write epic fantasy. That's, that's my big dream is to be a published fantasy author. My, some of my old writing group friends made fun of me saying the whole reason I started the pro DM thing was to procrastinate editing my book. <laughs> they're not wrong. They're not wrong. <laughs> Here I am a uh, pro DM now, but I, I loved these events. They were so much fun. I got to meet so many great people. And eventually I, I came to you with a proposal. I said, Hey, Jared. I'm in an MBA program and I, as part of my senior capstone, I would like to, you know, put in some volunteer hours. I was thinking it'd be like a year, like a month or two of, you know, consulting and, you know, write up a paper and help out. And that was my mistake because what did you do, Jared? Yeah. What did you do? <laughs> so that's one of the, the pieces where, I mean, I, I, first of all, I absolutely accepted it. I thought that was an amazing thing to have that opportunity, but one of the, one of the interesting things is when you're leading an organization is, especially when it's all volunteer, is getting the right crew together, if you will, right? To getting the right team together. And sometimes you come across people with such unique and gifted skills, you have to do everything you can to recruit that individual into the spot that you know is just going to make everything better. So when Dax came along, he's like, yeah, I'd love to do this. I said, yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I think you would be perfect over here. I think you would be perfect to the League of Utah Writers serving in a really important role as well. <laughs> yeah, I was the executive treasurer, not for a couple of months, but for an entire year until I was able <laughs> to train someone else to take over for me. And I, I stepped into that and I wasn't an accountant, hadn't ever run a business before. I was just an MBA student and I had to take all the finances for the league, figure out how to report them, how to keep everything organized, um, deal with all of the, you know, accounts receivable and accounts payable. And it was a lot of work during that year. Probably <laughs> didn't was. work on my book too much that year, but that experience actually gave me a lot of the skills that I needed to eventually start my own business two years later. 
Like, I don't think I would have had the technical know-how of how finance works enough to start Dungeon Master Direct had it not been for my time with the League of Utah Writers. So Jared, even though you got me, even though you tricked me into a bigger role than I expected, that was like essential leveling up experience that I needed. So thank you, Jared. I don't know if I've thanked you enough for that, but yeah, well, and it's mutual. Every, every, your contribution to the league was amazing and it helped us. Your skill set in there helped us really take on some really big, some really big quests. It really let us go out there and, and accomplish some really big, ambitious things. So it was a very mutual, very grateful that you were willing to take into that role, despite it being a year <laughs> and, and a little prolonging of the book. Yeah, it, I, I wasn't ready to do it for a second year. I'm so glad I was able to train someone else to take over it. And then, you know, started having kids and blah, blah, blah. Pandemic happened, started a business. And, you know, I wish I could be more involved with the league now. But I, I've seen you other places since then, more than just the league. How, how long were you president of the league? And how are you involved with the league now? Yeah, great question. So... The, the role of the league leadership, when it goes to the president, typically it's a three-year term of service. You serve one year as a president-elect, kind of apprenticing. And then you're put into the role of the president of the league. So you're taking on all the, the main responsibilities. And then you serve as past president so that you serve as a senior advisor to the team and help train the, the new president-elect. When I got to president, something interesting happened for the league. They really enjoyed the stuff that, that I was doing and the organization as a whole with the, the team we had assembled. Our accomplishments were so well-received that they actually amended their bylaws to then allow me to serve a second year as president. So that was a big deal. You know, in 88... <laughs> you extended your presidential term. I did. And, and it wasn't <laughs> uh, that my... is a dangerous, slippery slope to tyranthood. <laughs> but I have to say, you, you handled that with grace and with humility, and you did such a good job. Like, we did not want to let you go. And it was a lot of fun, you know, being able to participate that way. And then I served, because the, the president who came right after me got to serve two terms because of the new rule, and I served as the past president for two terms. Currently, I serve as, as the outreach chair for the league, as well as the, the grants chair for the organization, which is really cool. But you're right, during this time, and this was kind of interesting, so... My second year as president, we had accomplished so much that it had really gathered the, it, it got the attention of, of the rest of Utah's organizations in, in the literary field. Everybody wanted to know what the secret sauce was to the League of Utah Writers. So I was then invited to be on the board for the Storymakers Conference. At that time, it was the LDS Storymakers to, to participate on their board, which was really interesting to see their dynamic and the way they, they ran and operated things. At the same time, I was invited to be on the committee for LTUE, Life, the Universe, and Everything, which is a tremendous conference. Next uh, year is the 42nd LTUE, so you know that's going to be big. That's the one. <laughs> Matter of fact, listen, LTUE is important. You should go every year. But if, you're, if you only get one shot to go, 42 is always the one. Because, of course, it's, it's based on Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And 42 is the answer. So we don't know. Maybe at that conference, everybody will be picked up by aliens and the earth will be destroyed. And that was the only place 
you could you could hitchhike off. We don't know. But <laughs> Douglas Adams tried to warn us years and years ago. <laughs> exactly. We just didn't read the message. Deep deep thought didn't quite give us all the information we needed. But then when that happened, I also was very fortunate because I I was able to join TEDx Salt Lake City and their organization, which is not a literary organization. So it was one of those where they saw what I was doing. And anybody who's watched a TED Talk knows how important those are and and what kind of effort goes behind putting those. So it was a tremendous honor to uh, go participate on their board where I, I currently serve as well. And the last one, well, I've served on many different organizations, but the last one I'm currently involved in is the Teen Author Bootcamp by Writers Cubed over there. But the future looks bright for teens. So <laughs> we're, we're excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And so I've seen you at all, all of these conferences. I was at Storymakers a few weeks ago. We hung out, seen you at LTUE. And I feel like every time we sit and talk, it's like a master class in how to be awesome like Jared, how to meet people. And anytime someone comes up to me and they're like, hey, I'm new to the community. I'm a writer. I write fantasy or I write sci-fi or I do this. And they're like, who should I meet? I'm like, where's Jared? Where's Jared? (laughs) And I stop everything that I'm doing and I take them to you. And I've introduced probably a dozen people to you just in the last year alone. Be like, hey, have you met Jared? Welcome to the Jared Quant experience. He is a networking machine. And you get people involved and you get people excited and you are a legend among the community. (laughs) Thank you for saying that. One, and I'm really excited. One of the the people that Dax introduced to me were working on putting on an event either later this year or next year that, that has a lot of potential. I'm really excited about. Well, once, once it's ready to be released with details, it will be out there. But just know yes. that there's some great things in the works. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And you actually came to one of my events about a month ago. Let's talk about Dead Wars and your experience because you weren't involved in this i came to you a little bit too late we had like two weeks ago i'm like hey jared how do i do this and you're like well let me know next time because you were super busy but you still <laughs> came as a participant what what why were you there at dead wars well first of all anything that you do i definitely want to support any chance i get i think your tremendous leadership skills and opportunities somebody to follow absolutely but this was a very special event with their an attempt at breaking the world record at something is not an easy feat. It's it's not something to be taken lightly. It is going for the crown jewel. It is going for, you know, the going after the big boss. You know, to, to tackle something like that <laughs> presents unforeseeable logistical issues that you don't know until you're in the heat of it. And then you're like, how do we deal with this? We didn't foresee this problem. So being there to support was the the bare minimum I could absolutely do. I wish they could have done even more, of course. But what was fun about it, I I loved because my oldest son, Duncan, he loves D&D as well. And when I said, hey, listen, my good friend Dax is putting this on and it's an attempt to break the world record. He's like, "What are we going? What are we doing? I'm like, yeah, absolutely (laughs) we're going. So when we showed up, it it was so well put together and organized from the get-go, which I really appreciated. People understood where they needed to go, where they need to send to people. So that level of organization, people don't understand. That is very complicated. So I knew right from the, from the, from the bat that this was going to be such a great event. So the experience was going to be top-notch. 
You got no. to come in incognito mode. You weren't wearing a suit. You were <laughs> you were wearing a baseball cap and basketball shorts. And I almost didn't recognize you without, you know, your trademark Jared Kwan brand suit. <laughs> you, you were not the only one. So what's cool is there are so many really neat people that we both work with in the community that were there to support it that were like, wait, is that Jared? Like they did. Like they came up and they're like, <laughs> I didn't. I, they're like, I had to walk past you two or three times to, to just verify that was Jared, right? Like that's so I was I wasn't in that in that kind of incognito, and and part of the reason I did that and it was very purposeful, is I really didn't want, in any way, to take away from the event. I really wanted people to focus on the event and how cool it was to be there and participate, and I just wanted to be there to support it as well. So, so it was very incognito, but very purposeful incognito, and which was <laughs> a lot of fun. It was really exciting to be able to support it in that way. Okay. And how did you feel? And what, what were some of the emotions that came to mind as you're battling to fight Vecna with your son and with, with over a thousand other great people in this wonderful team, this wonderful network of players and fighters? And man, man it was, it was amazing. It, it's, I can't put it into words because the experience itself was, was so unique and so powerful to have that sense of community in that moment. Now, here's a little fun fact. I tend to always play a thief. I, I, I'm a thief in, in any D&D game I can get. And typically, I'm a very you know, chaotic, neutral thief and who sometimes will be out for themselves and sometimes helps the little guy just because they can. What my character would do. Right, right. Exactly. I'm like, this is what's happening. But when we got there and I told my son, I said, hey, I'd love to go there because I knew there was going to be pre-generated characters. I let him pick for me. I said, what, what characters are we going to be? So he picks up two sheets. One is a thief and one is a paladin. And he's like, which one do you want? I'm like, no, you, you, which one do you want to give me? He goes, I give you the paladin. And I've never played the paladin. I mean, I have on like Diablo, but I've never like played the Paladin in D&D at all. And as a matter of fact, that was the coolest thing. I, I thought so highly of the event. I actually framed my sheet from the game and I've got my official Dead Wars card, card to show that I was actually present in there. I love my that character, so My character, Tribor, who's, who's named after Tribor from Final Space. My character, Tribor, was just... I got into that character. The group got into the whole thing. We got into the rally when everybody was doing the battle cries and we, we could hear the, the people who were doing the cavalry and hear the people who were on the walls and we could hear the people who were, you know, the city guards. We could hear everybody's cheers and we knew, okay, in that moment, it's so much bigger than yourself. And it just, it was so empowering, both as a team, as an individual, and, and as the acting went throughout the event and everybody was just stirred and would get so emotional. And that's what I loved is then the characters, they would let the characters like express that, that deep frustration or that deep anger, or they'll be like, oh, you, you know, you're part of those forces. This is what I'm doing to you. We're going to do this. And they'd battle cry a certain way. So the event itself was, was just beyond belief. And I can't tell you, I'm sure you've heard this from many people. I can't tell you how many people have approached me afterwards and said, 
How did you hear about it? I would have been there. <laughs> the, only, the only problem is, the only problem is, like we were kind of, the event was kind of maxed out. Like you, we couldn't yeah. fit another thousand people in there, and Mm-mm. easily more more than that would love to have attended. That we had to person. close registration like a week and a half early, and then come up with a wait list on the morning of to get people in those extra spots. And some people had to turn away. We just ran out of space in the mall, and we're I've already been talking with Andrew on how are we going to top this next year? What what are we going to do about the venue? So much yeah. fun. But yeah, I would recommend it to anybody. That was, it was way cooler than any individual campaign I've ever played in. You know, it was way cooler an experience for the whole team than any team game that I've played together. When you're a part of the big army, when you're all together for the same cause, that was super cool. It is my truest desire that someone else out there is going to hear of our event and beat our rep because that'll give us an excuse to come back even harder <laughs> and then crush their record <laughs> that's, there you that's go. what i want it's not enough to just do this every year like i want there to be that competition i want there to be that you know that that pride of we were there at the beginning we're going to take back our crown so i'm hoping that we have more and more events like this and we can really you know make an impact on uh, on the community here because there's such a huge community in utah of nerds and people think utah and they're like oh that's where the mormons are but yes <laughs> there are mormons here but there are also nerds and there's an overlap too yeah absolutely that that overlap of of nerds and geeks and writers i think we have more writers than most states mm-hmm. uh, when i bring in guests from other places they're like how do you have so many authors how do, how many how do you have so many published people? I'm like it's it's in the water. We have a special ingredient <laughs> we put in there. <laughs> there's a, there's a spring. There's a spring. Yeah, we there are numerous like New York Times bestselling authors who live within, you know, thirty minutes of us. Um, Absolutely. Now it would be very interesting if Brandon Sanderson ever took up that that battle call to break the record. Dragon Steel <laughs> has about five thousand attendees. I'm just saying, there's a a real possibility there. I am talking to Dragonsteel about things. I'm good friends with Dan Wells, who is the vice president of narrative. Last year, I was I actually ran a game at Dragonsteel. We ran a game of Honey Heist, and we were also raising money for charity. We we're thinking, oh yeah, this maybe we'll get to raise five hundred thousand dollars. We ended up raising seven thousand dollars in the middle Ooh. of that game, and Brandon doubled it to fourteen thousand. And so. Wow. That was super fun, and I'm already <laughs> talking to them about planning the next two Dragonsteel things. Can't talk about it just yet, but um, and they were one of the main sponsors for uh, Dead Wars, and Dan Wells was there on table number one, and I got to make some guest appearances as Vecna to terrify his players. But you know, they're <laughs> they're great people to work with, and people were asking, they're like, "Oh, Dragonsteel's here. Is Brandon coming? Is Brandon going to be here?" <laughs> and I knew Brandon wasn't coming, but I didn't tell that to people. I just let them wonder. That's <laughs> you know. That's what you do next time is you have a little pre-recorded video from Brandon as a as a side character, you know, to to play into the the overall piece. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, whoa, <laughs> he's into it because he really is. <laughs> we'll, 
We'll talk to him. We'll talk to him. We'll see. What... <laughs> there you go. He's he's a busy guy. Busy guy writing books. Just a little bit. To keep just, writing books. Just a little bit. Great guy. Great guy. Saw him at Makers just a few weeks ago. Got to shake his hand and you know thank him for everything he's done. It was cool. I was um, very fortunate. I I actually I don't know if and you might know this already. So two days ago, I helped deliver twenty six hundred Brandon Sanderson books to West High School to get to every high school kid at West High School. Uh, to ensure that everybody had, of course, a little bit of summer reading. But because we also acknowledge that West High School in, in Utah, in Salt Lake, it has a, a large population of students that probably couldn't afford to go out and just buy books. And we wanted to ensure that everybody had the opportunity to, to have a, a high-quality book that they could then take and read and hopefully ignite, ignite that passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to get into the Brandon Sanderson fandom. The first one's free, right? <laughs> right? The, the little sample, right? A exactly. <laughs> little sample, little sample. And then, you know, I can't see it because my desk is not look at all my leather bound Brandon Sanderson books up there. Uh, <laughs> I actually have, oh, I do want to share one. I did that honey heist. I set it in the world of Mistborn, right? Uh, we were a bunch of bears, a bunch of thieves, actually who were trying to steal the honey shard from a moving train. And it was super fun. And we actually had custom dice made for it because you play honey heist with E6s, but then wow, they are custom. They have Mistborn symbols with bears and bees on them. That is Um, amazing. It was so much fun. And we, as part of the challenge, when people would donate, we would, one, I would have guest stars that were, characters from brandon sanderson books but in you know animal form we had koaladin the the windrunner shalama battern you know seth bear bear villano you know all sorts of funny things but we were also drinking tubes of honey as people (laughs) were donating and there we each had like 40 of those tubes and we all crashed and we were all in pain and miserable and i haven't eaten honey since I haven't eaten since <laughs> last November. So we're trying to figure out how are we going to top last year's honey heist, but not actually use honey because we're all sick of it. Uh, <laughs> so so that's that's pretty fun. That's pretty fun. Yeah, there's so many awesome things coming up. We already hinted that we've got another project that you and I are working on for next January, hopefully. And other things are coming. So if someone moves into this community, or maybe they've they've been here for a while and they're looking to become a writer or they're looking to get into D&D. Or where would you recommend they start? Yeah. So you you Google Dax. No. Well, yeah, <laughs> I would I would actually recommend that. But you also there are so many writing conferences in Utah. Almost every weekend, some library, some school, some professional organization is is holding a little mini writing conference or a full professional writing conference. So for, from the writing side, if you just want to get involved in the community, just going to one of those, and those are very, what's cool is, is Utah is both a very, like, let's, let's have you come join us. You know, let's, but no pressure. You don't have to, you don't have to sign up to be vice president of the chapter if you show up. <laughs> that's, that's only if you, you know, text somebody and ask them if you should be. Uh, that was an so anomaly. That was, was an anomaly. A hundred percent. But there's so many groups. The League of Utah Writers with 33 chapters all over the state means that most likely there's somebody within a rock's throw of you that you can go hang out with. A lot of them meet virtually. 
when it comes to like D&D pieces, there are so many gaming stores in Utah that are so, so cool. They, they embrace, they're so welcoming. You could go in there talk with the, the shop owners. Almost every single one of them has a D&D night that you can go hang out and meet other people, which is really neat. I was uh, at one just last night. It was blessed. Right? Exactly. And it, or, you know, or for, depending on what your fandom is, you can't miss when you have Dragonsteel here, when you have LTUE, when you have Storymakers, you have the League holding conferences. Or if you're younger, the Teen Author Boot Camp, you know, for, for those teens or tweens, you know, coming up in, in the wanting to be in the community and, and do more things. So there's so, there's a, there's a plethora of options <laughs> in Utah. Would you say involved. have a plethora of pinatas? Exactly. No. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, um, so Zach many is ways so famous that he's infamous. <laughs> so, ah, we are, it's just so much fun to talk to you and get excited <laughs> about these events. And I'm planning out like the next year of all the cool things that I want to do because when the pandemic hit, a lot of these things went virtual or went dark for a little bit. And that's when I started my business and my business really thrived in the pandemic. I started my business one, exactly one month before the pandemic hit, I got my business license, right? <laughs> uh, so it was perfect timing for me, but I've been isolated and doing things from home and I've, I've made friends all over the world and that's cool, but it's, it's so exciting to get out and be in person and go to these awesome opportunities and get involved again. And I highly recommend anyone else within the sound of our voice to be involved, to volunteer, to network. So we, we've talked about what beginners can do. Yes. What if someone's ready to take the next step in their career, if they want to become a professional, if they want to get involved, if they want to start building their network, what advice do you have for them? Absolutely. And this is where it becomes incredibly powerful. I mentioned this in, in my book, my networking book that I recently published. Oh, Actually, show us that book. Show us the cover. You know, I don't have it sitting right next to me. But <laughs> I bought a copy from you and I'm sure it's somewhere important right now. Maybe like under my pillow. I don't know. No worries. It's somewhere. It's so somewhere. It's called Networking, an Honest Connection. Right. So the, the piece to it, the thing that I discovered early on and the way that I can get all these organizations to do things, the way that I can gain access to these different groups. You know, of course, you can go to jaredquan.com. That will take you to the, to the books and, and my Twitch stream and other things. The cool thing here is for that intermediate person ready to move to the very next level. And really, you don't have to wait to, to intermediate to start some of this practice. But it's time to start small questing. You know, everybody knows if anybody's played any sort of RPG or, of course, the D&D, there, there's those little early quests that help you level early on. It's, hey, my dog's lost. Can you go find it in the woods? Hey, you know, there's a bear attacking the village. Can you go find it and, and deal with it, you know, in whatever way that is? So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where there's a networking version of that. And that's where you start to set yourself out to just go have conversations with everybody you possibly can. And when you do, you start using this wonderful weapon of curiosity. It's what I call the skeleton key of, of networking. Because there was a study that was put out there that says that people are terrified of talking in public. 
People are terrified of talking to strangers, but if they're going to talk to people, they're 60% more likely to talk to you if they're talking about themselves. Now, (laughs) I don't want you to go up to somebody and start talking about yourself. They're definitely going to lose interest. (laughs) It's just one of those things that they don't have any reason to listen. There's no investment yet. But what's cool is when you go up and you ask somebody, you know, just a, a curious question, and it doesn't need to be a specific, what can you do for me? There doesn't need to be an outcome from this piece because it's an early, early quest. Hey, you know, tell me about yourself. You know, what kind of books do you read? Hey, what, where do you go? Like, where did you grow up? Like what, help me understand, like, what was it like? Because everybody has such a unique point of view that you'll find after three or four questions deep. And I do recommend just keep asking questions based on their previous answer. Just start, just start digging these things out. You'll find that there's a point where the two of you have something in common and you might've had something in common on the first or second, but go all the way to like the fourth or fifth question. And then that's when you're like, that is so cool. I don't know if you knew, but I went to that high school also. I know it was two years different, but, and then you could start reminiscing. And then suddenly you have a genuine connection and then that causes them to want to be curious about you. Now, this is all the early questing. You just, You've saved the village a hundred times from the bears or dogs or raiders or whatever, which is great. It's the grind, right? It's, mm-hmm. I hate to say, I hate to call it grinding. Grinding is synonymous with games like World of Warcraft, where you just spent like a hundred years trying to go get mats and things like that. Yeah. And in <laughs> D&D, I discourage grinding. I don't use the yeah. XP system. I do milestone system, you know? Right, right. So I don't want it to make it sound like you have to go out there and give yourself I need a hundred thousand hours of talking with other people. I don't I want need to be- collect the hearts of 100 new people at the time. <laughs> right. Right. It's, you know, it's, but what it is, is it's, it's building, it's starting to build that initial bridge because what will happen is after you talk with enough people, you'll notice that people have, you know, they'll, they'll express like a, a need or a want at some point. I really wish I could do this. I really want to do that. And then you'll talk to somebody else who has the answer to that. And you'll say, hey, have you two met each other? Now, that's what Dax does for, for people. Right? I, I do. Like, you taught me that. And now that is, like, so much fun for me to do at conferences. Because it's scary for me to go up and talk about myself or ask people questions. But it's so much fun and so rewarding. And there's, so, and there's not too much pressure on me when I'm like, hey, have you met so-and-so? And then I make those connections and they get excited and I help get, get it started. I learned that from you, Jared. I learned that from you. Oh man, that means a lot that you, that you say that because it, that's such a superpower because those two people will help each other out and they'll level up and they'll accomplish great things. But what's really cool, because you didn't ask for anything and you shouldn't just say, hey, I'll connect you too if you pay me a fee of you owe me. You know, or whatever, right? <laughs> there, shouldn't, there shouldn't be a toll on it. It should be one of those things where you make it organic. But what happens naturally, because we humans, it's weird to think about this in, the, in a day and age where sometimes it's hard to think of humans as good people by default. But really, when you introduce individuals, they help each other out. There's a genuine level of gratitude that they're willing to go do anything for you. They will go fight wars for you. They will go join your parties. They'll go be a treasurer. They'll, they'll go do things that, that they would never normally naturally do themselves because they understand 
both what was given to them, but also they see a, a better version of themselves because they've leveled from that, that interaction. And suddenly they're ready to take on the party and ready to go out and, and venture into the world. So it's, it's those kinds of little pieces that suddenly, before you know it, you know, one day I, I wake up and people are like, man, you're just involved with everybody. It is. It's kind of like all the kingdoms are like, whatever you need, Jared, let's go do this thing. I'm like, cool. I could call on all the kingdoms go, to go do something. All the organizations. I'm like, let's go do this. And, and we've done that a couple of times where I'm like, hey, we all, here's a focused goal. And all the organizations are like, without hesitation, yes. This just needs to be happened. And it's a decree and announcements and everybody and whatever resources we can, they're, they're ready to go. And that's the kind of power that that little questing does for you. That's what people, the, the video games really don't translate very well. How amazing it would be if after all enough of those little side quests, you need to go fight some army and all the people you helped show up, right? Mm -hmm. So if you skipped all the side quests, they're not there for you because you didn't stop to help them. This is what this is. They're, everybody will show up to help you if you help them in the opening. That's the Avengers Endgame moment. Yes, that's all the one. All the portals open and all your friends, everyone in your network, everyone you've built a genuine connection with, they come to your battle cry. Oh, I love those feelings. And we, ha we had that. We had that at Dead Wars and it was so much fun. Yes, we did. I, I'm looking forward to Quill's conference this year. I'm going to be teaching at Quill's and uh, there's going to be so many fun things that we're going to do. And I'm so glad that I've learned so much from you in the last few years. And seriously, I couldn't be where I'm at as a professional DM if it wasn't for the things that I learned serving with you, serving the league, and just being involved in the community. So, Jared, thank you. You made this possible. You're awesome. I, I don't know what to say. Thank, thank you for everything that you've done. I think what's the coolest thing is... You, you saw those things, but you took it to the next level, way above anything I could have ever done or imagined. That's a, a whole different discussion is how to convince people that they're ready to take on the boss, right? Because in a video game, you can die and come back. But in real life, when you go to slay a big project, if you don't feel like you're ready and you fail, then your, your fear is that you never get another shot at it. It's convincing people that they're ready. That's a whole different conversation for us to have, how to convince people to, to take on the boss and have their back doing it. But, you know, I really appreciate everything that you've done. I mean, you've done remarkable things in the community. I'm really excited about what's going to happen next for you and the D&D community in Utah and the world, because I know that <laughs> your presence isn't just Utah, which is really cool. It's, it's a powerful thing to, to band together for for the support of the community to help people because everybody deserves it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jared. Again, if you want more Jared in your life, check out jaredquan.com. It has the links to all the things that he's done, all the books that he's written, all the events that he is a part of. And if you're ever at one of these events and you see Jared Kwan in his suit and sometimes his hat, or if you see me, Come up, introduce yourselves, because we are actually introverts with extrovert skill sets. So we love it when people come up. We love it when people introduce themselves and we will introduce you to others. We will help you find where you can help. We can help you find where you belong and help you get into this. So I, I hope 
the next conference we go to, we, we make a lot of new friends and makes new genuine connections. Thank you again, Jared. Do you have any final words? Yeah, absolutely. I, I second what Dax said. Come up, talk to us. You know, don't be intimidated. I mean, you probably aren't. You're probably we're scary looking. Like that's right. the thing. We are. You look like a mob boss, especially when you have your hat. And I'm just bald in a beard. Like I'm every Marvel villain, and so I look scary. But we're really <laughs> nice people, right? But we get it. You know, we ourselves have been in, in your shoes where we didn't. We may have not known anybody, or we may have known some people, or and we may have been to an event a hundred times and been a little bit hesitant to talk to people. We are more than happy to talk to you. We are more than happy to help and assist where it makes sense, where we can and introduce you to other people. So absolutely take the opportunity to come meet us. We want to meet you genuinely. Like we really want to know who you are and how we can help you out. And we'll see you at the next big event, everybody. Have a good one.